Tēnā koutou i tēnei ahiahi, these are your Radio 1 Edirangi Kotahi news headlines for Tuesday the 5th of May. Ko Bonnie Harrison, tēnei. There have been no change in the number of COVID-19 cases in the Southern District for over two weeks. Cases in the South have remained steady on 216 since mid-April and only nine cases are still classed as active, with 205 recoveries so far. Aotearoa has had its second day of no new cases. The total number of cases nationwide in fact decreased to 1,486, with a previous probable case being recategorised as not a case. The government announced yesterday that if the call is made to progress into Level 2 on Monday, there will be a 48-hour preparation period, which would make Wednesday the first day of Level 2. The details of what legal cannabis in Aotearoa would look like have been released. The final legislation that will go to Parliament following the cannabis referendum was revealed over the weekend, spanning over 100 definitive and regulatory sections. The referendum, currently set to be held in conjunction with the general election in mid-September, will be phrased as a yes or no question, asking people whether they support the legislation or don't support it. A minimum purchasing age of 20, a maximum purchase of 14 grams per day, and consumption restricted to private premises are well-publicised features of the bill. But the final version contains a variety of controls on the proposed cannabis industry as a whole. Yes 2020, a student-led lobby based in Wellington that provide facts and education around cannabis, are vocal supporters of the proposed legislation. We spoke with Joe Potter from the Yes 2020 campaign group to learn more about the details contained within the bill. A cap would be imposed on the amount of cannabis the industry as a whole can produce. So licensed companies would be able to apply for permission to produce a certain percentage of that total amount. One company can only produce 20%. So no licensed companies will ever gain more than that 20% of the market. So that really kind of cancels out like the big cannabis kind of fear that a lot of people have, I think. Under the proposed regulation, companies that wish to produce a portion of the country's supply of cannabis must also satisfy three conditions. Represents or partners with communities disproportionately harmed by cannabis. So that's predominantly going to be Māori or economically deprived areas. And two, is generate social benefits and builds community partnership. So that's working with these communities to design and develop these kind of activities and initiatives. And the third one is promotes employment opportunities and career pathways, and particularly again for Māori and these disadvantaged communities. The bill also codifies that the cannabis market must operate in partnership with tangata whenua. It recognises and respects the Crown's responsibility to adhere to te tiriti. They have to operate in a way that allows a development of a relationship with iwi and Māori representatives. However, the legalisation of cannabis with age restrictions brings new concerns about how the drug will be policed. Research in Colorado and Washington have shown once they introduced a legal market, racial profiling and targeting of young people of low-level breaches increased. The proposed bill provides that underage people caught with cannabis will receive an educational penalty instead of a final conviction. However, with an already disproportionate rate of arrest and police violence, Yes 2020 are concerned about the demographic that law enforcement in Aotearoa will target. Well, we know the answer to that is going to be Māori communities and young Māori people. 
despite concerns over its implementation, Yes2020 are energetic about the bill. There are holes in it, definitely, but educating people and providing those resources, that's what Yes2020 is pretty much about. Despite the constraints of lockdown, the campaign team have been working to organise virtual educational events, such as panels of academics and politicians, and continue to spread information via social media. To be honest, we know a lot of young people probably will vote yes, but when they're confronted by other people, such as older people who may not be as likely, those older people are going to want these statistics and facts. You know, they're going to want some backup to why they're voting yes. That was Joe Potter from Yes2020, and that group can be found on Facebook and Instagram. The Otago Polytechnic has joined the chorus of Dunedin Voices pitching shovel-ready projects to the government. The institution has proposed a $31 million trades training centre on their main campus on 4th Street, and says the project could begin construction in as little as six months. The centre would cater to engineering, building and construction trades. Otago Polytechnic CEO Phil Kerr says the centre would also be a much-needed economic boost to the city in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, both by employing workers and eventually through producing them. Phil Kerr says the proposed centre would produce much-needed graduate tradespeople for large-scale local projects such as the Dunedin Hospital. That's the news. Now for weather. The Radio 1 FM weather. For our weather today, we cross to Radio 1 weather correspondent, OUSA President for 2019, James Heath. James, how's the weather looking out there? Today, uh, we're looking at a high of 10 degrees, low of 6 degrees. Showers clearing through the evening with gustily southwesterly, so a bit of a brisk day here in Aotearoa. Looking ahead for Wednesday, high of 16 degrees, low of 9 degrees with morning cloud, then fine, with westerlies easing afternoon. And Thursday, high of 18 degrees, low of 9 degrees, fine, evening cloud, with northwesterlies changing southwest later in the evening. And I understand you have a little fact in your pocket. Well, Bonnie, uh, in Today in History... In 1961, uh, Alan Shepard, or should I say Navy Commander Alan Bartlett Shepard Jr., uh, was launched into space aboard the Freedom 7 space capsule, becoming the first American astronaut to travel into space. That was James Heath with The Weather.